Welcome to the Grand Architects Podcast, featuring our very own members from the King of Prussia Mastermind Meetup Group. Today's guest is Ozzy Brown. Enjoy the conversation as we learn more about Ozzy and his artist development business. So for this week, I want to actually focus on teaching people about vivid visioning. And what a vivid vision is, is how you project your future self looks, behaves, and operates. Think vividly about what that future self looks like, behaves like, and does. And that is one easy way to close the gap on ideally how you need to change. The actual content creation perspective, I do have songwriting as one of the services that I offer. Um, Basically what that is, is I get people that from all over the world that either they are creative and want to write their own song, but may not necessarily know all the ins and outs, but they have a really good idea of what they want to people who are very, very expert. And they know that they just want like one particular uh, instrument to be added, or they they want maybe some lyrical ideas or someone to help them co-write in different ways. Or And sometimes people just want to come to the studio just so that they have my sound in my sample library. And then they can, you know, utilizing me to actually push the keys, they can get the song out in that regard as well too. So there's a couple of different options that I have as far as like helping people to, to create the song. Um, and then once we actually get the song created, um, uh, and like I said, you can either be remote doing that or you can be right next to me side by side. Uh, I've got two different ways of doing that. The best part of doing songwriting with, with uh, our studio is that we're, first of all, not expensive because the reason why we're not expensive is because I think that the creative process shouldn't be the expensive part. I think that uh, you should get it to the point where it's trying to make you money. So that's why I have a publishing side to it as well. So I only want to take on projects that I feel that I can actually do something on the publishing side. So this is part of that artist development, right? If you're a songwriter, that's great. I love songwriters. I actually want to work with more and more songwriters because what happens there is that either I'm taking your song and helping you find either the singer that's going to sing it and perform it, or I'm taking the song and trying to figure out where we can actually put it in music for film and TV and or movies, right? So uh, I'm trying to get into commercials, trying to get in anything, any other areas where through my network of, of people that I've been dealing with, and maybe you have networks as well, so then we can collaborate on the publishing side to make things you know, work and have actually sell the song. Because let's face it, right, in all things that we do, the, the cost of doing the business is not the most important part. The most yeah. important part is actually making the money from the results of what you've done, right? Exactly. And we actually have one of my one of my favorite team members is um, her name is Emily Harris. Uh, she has a the name of her business is E Harris Marketing. Believe it or not, she lives in South Jersey, and uh, I forget the name of the I forget the name of the town she told me where it was at. But I basically would never go there. But <laughs> it's like it's down there in South Jersey. <laughs> but she comes out to the, our, our mastermind meetup um, in Philadelphia at the WeWork because that's literally where we do a lot of the magic. Um, right. It's where we come together and we really are focusing on the collaborative collaborative efforts on on building and scaling and everybody's chipping in and everybody's giving mastermind advice and. And, and helping people vividly vision exactly what the next steps are, what the processes are to kind of achieve and build. 
So, um, you know, songwriting, publishing, mixing and mastering. I put coaching down because I, I honestly, you, it's a music is so powerful because seventy percent of the human body is water based and energy through music is transferred through vibrational materials that vibrate through the rest of our body. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the study that actually talks about particle displacement based on sound waves, but when you actually listen to music, you're distorting particles in your body, which like constitute for seventy percent of what you're made of. And that actually has so many different effects on you mentally. Hmm, I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coaching in this way saves so many people from buying the hype. Hmm. It does. Because the one thing that most people can't do is accept failure. And I don't know why. I mean, I failed plenty of times, but I, I pick myself back up, I dust my pants off, and I get back to it. But that's not a lot of people. And yeah. a lot of people continue to really put their whole life and purpose in is the music industry because they think it's an easy way out. But ultimately, what they don't know is it's a ton of hard work and dedication. And if you really love it the way everybody acts like they do, then how about you follow the right course of action with the right people who aren't going to potentially slave you later in or potentially get you incarcerated and keep you incarcerated until you continue to make more music for me to buy your way out. Yeah. Amen to that. Absolutely. So that's exactly the strategy that I'm trying to employ with people for, yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. So yes. Who are the decision makers when it comes to your business? Do you have like an executive team or a board or a cabinet or is it just you? Um, so I am, I am, a um, I have a couple of people that help me as far as, you know, some of the day to day things that go along with some of the things like I have a person that will chip in for marketing advice and things of that sort, uh, from time to time. So I have uh, an expert that I use for that piece of it. And then I have an assistant that helps me in the studio as well, um, on a daily basis. So, you know, he'll do those things, but then most of it is me. So I am the guy behind the. I'm the, the mastermind, if you will, behind the, the grand vision of what Brownout Studios is all about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But perfect. Um, so I said that you have some advisors and you have an assistant. Yeah. Absolutely. That's correct. Um, what about marketing? I mean, I do I kind of got the idea that somebody is kind of marketing for you based off of what you were talking about a little bit. So what if right. you say that you have some advisors, you have an assistant, and you have somebody doing some marketing for you? Yeah, I have some I have some advisors that help me with the marketing side. I don't have a specific marketing company that helps me uh, with that stuff. I've been handling a lot of that myself as well too. But you know, always the more the merrier would be great. You know, it's just a matter of you know I, I want to be able to grow uh, with with people, and this is the this is part of the problem that I've seen with a lot of other marketers is that um, they will will give you all the advice on marketing, but a lot of times that advice doesn't always pan out. Marketing is, is consistency over time, right? This is what I tell everyone that comes uh, under me when it comes to marketing their music. Marketing is consistency over time. You can't expect marketing the results to happen the first week that you do them. And so finding you know, a strategist for marketing that understands that marketing is consistency over time, but also puts in place ideals, ideas, and methodologies that are actually consistently providing value, measurable value, 
that you can actually see. And that means something towards an end goal. I have an example. Um, I, I had this one marketing person. She wasn't marketing me. She was marketing more of herself. And um, she uh, actually got to be on Oprah, which was awesome. She actually got to be on Oprah. And I mean, come on, for crying out loud, who gets that opportunity? Not many people get the opportunity to be I mean, on I Oprah. I on Oprah. I don't know anybody who's yeah. on Oprah. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. And so she got to be on Oprah and she complained that after she was on Oprah, only one person called her after that. And so what I mean by effective marketing is that I want for, if I'm going to engage with anyone from a marketing perspective, and this is the kind of stuff that I'm making sure that my marketing people are helping not only me with, but the people, the artists that I'm going to have uh, under this methodology that we're gonna be uh, doing and releasing in January timeframe, the people that will be under that, they have to have actionable goals. And I say actionable because when you when your audience looks at it, it's not just a, hey, I exist, did you know that? Because that's great, right? This is what everybody always does. They say, hey, by the way, I exist, did you know that? And everybody goes, uh-huh, and they shake their head like that, and then they're done, right? There, there was no action tied to it. Marketing, to me, is actionable. It's consistent content over time that you're delivering to people, but it's consistent actionable content over time that you're delivering to people and when they deliver on the action that's when you actually receive the result so you know that it's working because the result the immediate result that you were looking for whether that's to have them sign an email list or whether that's to actually buy something for a certain amount of money or there's an actionable result that actually yields something important to your business something that actually means something to your business so that to me is good marketing. It's effective marketing. So that's what I'm always looking for. And most marketing people, they understand the part of getting and disseminating content in a way that has an awareness factor to it. But the part that they miss is the action part of the, of the marketing. And that's the part that I really focus on and I, that I gravitate towards. And I'm always looking for more people that understand that portion, that portion of marketing. Make sense? Makes perfect sense. It's something I, I mean, we're just resonating so well right now. I just want to give you that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I am totally really about the messages that you're sending out right now. Now, how about this? I'm going to give you like a strategy that I use with Instagram, right? And I've really learned this from a master marketer who lives where I live at in King of Pressure. She's amazing. Um, unfortunately, you know, she kind of ran four businesses and extreme, extremely successful. But um, she got burnt out. <laughs> like, she, you know, she kind of got burnt out and it was very tough. So she's just been taking a hiatus from business for a while. But she she was, you know, awesome enough to teach me this, which is constantly deliver content and listen to the audience. Let your audience tell you what exactly you need to do to get them to do something. Awesome. So the strategy that I try to figure out with that is, so um, how do you get them to tell you? On an Instagram perspective, because Instagram is mostly, and I don't know Instagram as well as I know Facebook and, and uh, uh, Twitter and YouTube. Those are the ones that I concentrate on mostly, are those particular things. I don't know Instagram nearly as well. So Instagram to me is 
and it's something I'm changing. So I'm, I'm going to be getting into Instagram, but I'm trying to learn how to use it as a platform mostly. So it's, it to me is a platform for pictures, Instagram, right? So it's the, the, the picture is the portion of it. So when you're posting these pictures, which it's easy to post a picture regularly, right? That's something that's relatively simple to do. How do you get feedback on that in a way that is measurable, that means something to your business? How do you draw in feedback from that? And what does it mean to your business when someone likes it or comments on it? What does it mean for your business when that happens? So the only way I can effectively answer that question is to kind of give you a two-part answer. The first part answer is just telling you what I did. And then the second part answer is to also explain to you what I found out through my research. And I'm actually teaching a course on it based on the research that I found because I think it's, it's, it's very, very, very useful. So what I started doing was I just kept posting. I take pictures of videos and I just post and I, you know, I take pictures of stuff that I like. I like my son who's two years old. I get to see him um, every other weekend. Um, and I take as much videos and content and pictures and I post it on my IG. And when I'm out gardening, I have a very extensive garden. I grow a lot of different things, eggplant, bok choy, kale, um, peppers, um, uh, lemongrass, uh, all types of cooking ingredients. Um, and I just take pictures of it. I make videos about, about the stuff that I love doing. Um, anytime I go to restaurants, if I really like the restaurant or if I like the way that I was treated at a restaurant, I'm gonna bring the mastermind group there. That's what I set up a conversation with Mistral after I got done eating there. Food was absolutely amazing. It's, you know, they have vegetarian and they have meat eater menus. Um, I don't like saying carnivorous, it just sounds carnivorous. <laughs> but um, I, I, I just walked through, I, I, I talked to the manager, I said, hey, listen, I organized the meetup, it's called King of Pressure Masterminds, and I've been looking for like an experienced crawl around King of Pressure that's literally centered around hitting places, having, a, having impactful conversations. But the reality is, behind that mechanism is I wanna set up splinter cells of collectives I want to be able to say this collective group is like this, this collective group is like this, this collective group is like this. Go to this restaurant, go to that restaurant, go to that restaurant, go to that restaurant. And now I want you all to different try these different restaurants and I feel as though it's going to be, you know, impressive and offer a different experience. And I call it the King of Pressure experience, experience, mastermind experience, the King of Pressure mastermind experience. Sorry about that. Now, I know that kind of went a little bit off topic, but I wanted to vivid vision with you so that way you could understand exactly, you know, the importance of it. Because after I video recorded all of this content, and I'm publishing this content, the one thing that I built was authority. Like people, people now look at me and are attracted to my profile because I'm doing and talking about things that I'm passionately in love with. Right. You know, this is the stuff that really gets me out of bed every day. And people like that. So now people have, I wouldn't say I'm an authority, but people people come, like, share, like it just happens so organically over time based on the content that I was publishing because I didn't publish stuff to try and sell people stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to sell people anything. You can either see the value or not see the value. When I take videos of the mastermind session and I post it on my IG, it's not to sell you anything. I want you to see what I'm doing and I tell me if you like it. Tell me if you want to be a part of it. You know, tell me how you feel about whatever it is that I'm posting and that's useful content. 
yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, gotcha. The strategy that I built um, is called the Authority Machine. It's a course that I'm going to be teaching during the masterminding sessions when we get together, when people actually want to figure out how to position themselves as an authority on social media. Awesome. You know what? I'm not going to go through that process. You can go ahead. I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. So I'm just going to stick to actually learning as much as possible about you. And- <laughs> no, that was informative. I, I definitely, I definitely dug it. So that's not a problem at all. I mean, I think that, I think that the point is for me is I'm a listener, right? I learn a lot from listening to other entrepreneurs and, and what they're doing. And, you know, it gives me ideas in some, some cases or, you know what I mean? Cause let's face it, we have two ears and one mouth. And so I, try to use my tutors as much as possible you know so being a master listener is one of the most powerful gifts or powerful skills that anybody could obtain yeah absolutely absolutely but no i mean i think that's an interesting strategy for sure uh you're definitely disseminating content which is great um and you're letting people know that you're you're raising awareness of who you are that's an awareness style campaign um which is great i i think that's that's always good and you're raising your clout there's a such thing as clout um uh in the social media world um which is always good to have because the face of the kardashians are nothing but clout and yet they make a lot of money from all that clout somehow right so it's not somehow i know why they make a lot of money from it because they have an audience and so yeah. the audience wants to see them and therefore because of that they can take that clout anywhere and it, it, tur- it turns into cash for them Right. If you develop the alchemy conversion script for money, then you'll naturally be able to create money. Yeah. Create the alchemy alchemy conversion script to changing people from current yeah. to ideal. Then what you'll be able to do is effectively change a nation. Yeah. So for for you, it may be an interesting concept for what you did there because it doesn't necessarily apply to your core strategy or your core business of mastermind teaching and things of that sort, right? But the interesting part that is interesting about it is the fact that you have an audience that is a foodie audience that you're cultivating. And that can actually turn into advertising dollars for you if you're not already thinking in that regard, right? So you could actually utilize that clout that you've built up in that regard to bring in more advertisers in the food space um, in the area that you've been building uh, in your on your Instagram page, and now you've turned that into something that is an extra, an external extra revenue stream potentially for your business or for your ideas. So if you hadn't thought of that already, there's the action part of it, and that's the part that I most enjoy. Right? I don't enjoy uh, action. Or excuse me. I, I don't enjoy uh, marketing that is awareness marketing nearly as much as I understand now that I have. 10,000 followers for this particular thing. Now, what the hell do I do with it? How do I turn that into something that is actionable that, you know, I can somehow benefit from because let's face it, you're spending your time and it's, it's may not be considered to you a lot of time, but it is some significant amount of time over time because consistency over time is what you're doing. And so therefore, how do you turn that into something that can benefit you that makes it worth your while so that you know you can go to the next phase with things in your business? So that may be something that if you hadn't thought about, maybe you should. The next branding for my, um, my, my gardening and cooking series is the Grand Architect, the Winter Gardener. <laughs> 
that happens to be the next the next branding phase for uh, my gardening channel that I'm working on. Right on, man. That's awesome. <laughs> the winter soldier, the winter gardener. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so definitely spot on. Definitely catching the mastermind consciousness here. Definitely on the same page. Um, so when I talk about the why you do what you do, um, I kind of put the fact, this might be super aggrandizing what you're doing, but it's just what the way I feel it, the impact of it is. So um, not to tell you why you're doing it, but I'll tell you what the perceived why is. That's important. And the perceived why is you're saving the soul of our culture from a music standpoint. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that, that's definitely one good one. Uh, for sure. I also consider myself needing to provide to the artist community because everyone in the artist community always has the idea that in order to be an artist, you must be a starving one. Yeah. And that's an unfortunate thing. Um, so I want to educate more than anything else the artists so that they understand that there's more to life than just being a uh, an unsold musician or an unsold artist, if you will. There's ways of making it so that you can actually live the dream. Yeah. And it's not easy, but it can be done. So right. that's that's really my vision behind the whole thing. So this is why I do the artist development side, not just the music side. So what you also potentially do is kind of create the career plan. I help. As an artist. That would be some that that could be a super awesome future product for you. Yeah, you're an artist, but let's talk about your career plan as an artist. That's it. You got it. I spend a lot of time when we're in the studio working on projects, talking about those kinds of things because it helps them as a, as an artist to understand. Oh wow, yeah, the next song that I want to do isn't the one that I thought that I was going to do. I want to do this other one because that can actually go towards grand vision of where I'm going with this release, right? Yeah. Right, right. So the why is a beautiful Oof. goosebumps. <laughs> right on, man. Um, so the next, the next one is here for me to help understand who your target audience is, and by replication of this question or these questions, the listeners will understand if they're the right audience for you, and potentially be able to reach out to you and say, "Hey, bro, listen, wow, you're exactly the guy that I'm looking for because." If we don't trust each other's best interest for the future, who can we trust? Right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't trust other people right now. And, I mean, history is the reason why we don't trust other people. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm not even saying any specific race or any specific people, because what I can definitely tell you is people in the music industry get it from everybody. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, if some of us don't stand up and position ourselves to be the go-to source for good information and actually good education, good nurturing and procurement, there's nothing for anybody. And I honestly already feel like rap, hip-hop, pop, jazz, all the things that were naturally, culturally tied to African-Americans has been bastardized and destroyed at this point. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So my, car, my core audience for the studio, um, when it comes to the musician side of it. Um, well, hold on, let me ask you this question. Yeah. I'm gonna summarize it. Who are they? 
how old are they? What gender are they? Where do they like to hang out online? And what are their interests? Okay, gotcha. Um, who are they? They are 14 to 50 year olds, right? So that's a wide range, male or female. Um, because what happens is I, I get a lot of, I get a wide variety of people. I get the young pop artists that come into the studio. I get the older generation guys that come in that, you know, have been working on music for a long time as well. So I, I get a quite, quite a wide variety. Um, where are they? Uh, most of my clientele today are online, believe it or not. So I get a lot of my clientele from places like Facebook and YouTube today. Um, and so um, a lot of my clientele for especially like the songwriting and mixing and mastering services that I offer, they're online, right? So I have a wide variety of people that come in for those particular types of services. But all of them are the small to mid-level size artists that are from low budgets all the way up to the mid-level budgets that come to the studio to work with me on different things. So um, my studio is 40 bucks an hour. It's like one of the cheapest rates around. So you're not gonna really find anything that's much cheaper than that. And if it is, it's somebody's basement, bargain basement, kind of a thing that you're getting. Um, I have state-of-the-art gear that I'm working with. The sound that you're getting from me is just as good, if not better than the ones that are inside the major studios that you will see with like million dollars worth of equipment. Um, so you're getting, and a guy that's like a, got a lot of experience as well. So I've been around for a bit and been doing it for a while. So I have a, a really good knowledge of not only the business, but also of how to make sound sound good. So that's what I do. Um, so from the recording perspective, that's who that is. For the marketing services that we're going to be offering to help you do artist development, that is going to be, you know, anyone who wants to become an artist as a full-time career and wants to understand different strategies than what they may have been doing before that are actionable strategies that can draw in an audience that supports you. So that is a very different way of looking at things because most people just draw in an audience that says, hey, I have 10,000 fans, but they can't sell a show. I'm not interested in that at all. I'm interested in you having 10,000 fans and you sell out a show every time that you go and do any kind of performance whatsoever. So, um, so that's what I'm mostly interested in teaching you how to get to that level. So if you want to be an artist, which I mean, there's lots of people that age range ranges from 14 year old, which I get a lot of parents that come in with their kid and said, my kid has a dream, right? So I get that all the way up to the older generation of people that have been trying and pounding the pavement for a long time. Um, so, and where are they? They're all over because a lot of them are online, but I'd love to start reaching out to more of my local community as well to show them some of these kinds of things. So the Philadelphia area is something that I don't penetrate very well today. That I'd love to do more of. Um, Where's your so studio? My studio is in Wood, uh, Woodbury today. So it's in Woodbury, West Deptford area, which is New Jersey, South Jersey. Okay. So it's 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So perfectly explained. What are they interested in most, would you say, as far as your target audience? Not about service, but what are they interested in? Like, what do they contribute to? What do they like? What do they share? What do they, how, what do they, inter what causes them to interact? 
Yeah, most people have the dream, first of all, of being a musician, of being that, that star, right? Everyone has that dream. Everyone has that dream of getting their music out there in a way that everybody's listening to it. And so all of them have that one glimmer, that twinkle in their eye of that particular piece of it, where, wow, I want, to, I want for millions of people to like my music, but they don't know how to do it, right? They have no clue of what the next step is to make that kind of a thing happen. Um, so the, the thing that they have in common is their passion for music. Um, you can see it in, in a lot of people um, that they really have the passion for it. And I think that that's the, that's the kind of the glue between all musicians. Like we're all kind of stupid. Music is like such a beast that kills us. <laughs> but meanwhile, we keep coming back to it. <laughs> you know, we're all gluttons for punishment in some ways. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's that's kind of like the the similarity that we all have in common. Um, and it, it, I, I deal with people in all genres. So I mean, I deal with the rappers, but I also deal with country artists, uh, blues artists, jazz artists. I deal with, um, you know great singers to not so great singers. It's, you know, the gamut. I've mixed uh, and mastered for opera companies and all of the above, you know? So I've been around. question? Yeah. <laughs> what do you tell the artists who, who aren't so good at singing? <laughs> so that has happened. I get, um, I'll get some people that maybe they have a pretty decent song, right? And mm. they'll come in and they'll want to, to do it. And I'll let them know, listen, um, there's a couple things. First of all, you need to work on your vocals, right? You need to work on your vocals to make them stronger. Now, I'm a vocalist, so I'm classically trained. I've been, I sing opera, I've done it all. So I, I've been in this area. So I can give them some tips and tricks as we're going through the studio to make it sound better. And then when they start listening to what they sound like, um, in, in the recording, I, I can spice it up to make them sound better, but it's obvious that it's not 100% there. So I let them know the performance is the most important part, right? If it's not there, it's just not there. It needs some work, you need to come back, practice this particular section, come back at a later time, we can do it again, right? So I let them know that, and they, you, they'll go home with the actual done, uh, mixed recording, because I'm, I'm pretty fast at getting those kinds of things done, but you know they can hear it themselves. They can hear that. Oh wow, that doesn't sound. And sometimes they come back, and sometimes they don't because they know that they either have it or don't have it. Um, I've gotten people that come in that want good songwriting done, and I, you know, I've turned them away because I, there's nothing I can do with this particular song that they want to hear. Right. So I'm changing it around so much that it becomes really not their song anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And so they're like, well, that's not what I want either, right? So, so I I have turned people away before, absolutely. So finally, before um, before before we uh, close out, as we're coming up on um, time here, um, what is the vivid vision for your business in three years? And by vivid vision, what I really mean is, who is Ozzy Brown? in three years as the savior of music and culture, this this coach who is guiding and, and protecting an industry of people and the youth in that industry, as well as the, the older people up the entire age scaffolding. Absolutely. So um, in the future, I'm already building connections with people in the film industry. And I'm also using, so that helps with the publishing side. Uh, and I'm also building connections with other supervisors of music so that we can 
get your music disseminated to other places. So in the future, the business is going to look like this. Um, as an artist, you'll be able to come in and say, hey, I want to eventually have fans and I eventually want to be able to do shows and I eventually want to be making money from my music in other ways other than the one-to-one -one relationship of me doing a show and I get paid for a show. They're gonna, so I'm going to be able to then showcase to an individual artist or a band that you can take your music and we can help you get into film and TV. And we can also show you how to increase the, the benefits that you give to your audiences when they're doing shows. I'm going to be able to help you figure out who your core audience is as an individual or as a, as a, um, as a band. And then we'll also be able to do that same level of marketing and ability for the labels as well. So we'll have direct label contacts as well that we'll be able to take either individual bands to or that labels will be coming to us to help foster the artist development for their smaller bands as well too. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to be in the next three years. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be pretty cool. It's definitely yeah, gonna Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it that's the, the, the like software that. products that we're building to make all of this stuff happen. So we're building software to make a lot of these things happen already. Um, and we're working on those things that I just, all of those things will be very true and doable in the next, in the near three years. You ever heard of a company um, God, you just completely in the instant. His platform does crowdsourcing for artists. Um, uh, one of my, I'll, I'll email it to you. Um, Eric Sievers, perhaps, is that who you're talking to? No? Uh, what's the name of his company? CD Baby, he used to own, own CD Baby. No, I don't think they do, they don't do crowdfunding, no. No, no, no. This guy actually has created a targeting platform that users who use hashtags on their social media platforms and users who indicate something in a tag format about what they're interested in in music collects those markers into a data platform that shows you hotspots and, and, and who your audiences are. And as the artist, you pay a, subs a subscription, I think. I'm not sure how it works at this point. But you pay a subscription to get on the platform. And the platform scrapes the social media platforms and pull all the tags about the music that people like. And then you can retarget those people on social media platforms with your music. So if you were to do some samples and you wanted to do some segment testing, you could potentially release segment tests tested you know content to these different audiences and see what your feedback is before you actually launch a campaign on that kind of on those kind of target audiences that's interesting if you find that link then let me know i would love to see that because that one i don't particularly know i know quite a few other uh pieces of either of my competition which there's no one doing exactly the thing that i'm trying to do there's lots of companies that do all the individual pieces of what I'm building. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not doing anything new, but I'm definitely doing something new in the regard that I'm putting it together in a new way. So, so that's, the, that's the strategy that I'm working on. And that particular piece of it might be very interesting for me to like, at least know about. So yeah. I'd love to know more if you can. Yeah, I'll definitely connect you. Awesome. Um, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, 
again, the point of the mastermind, this is again, great time. Thank you for coming out. Like I really appreciate this segment that we did tonight. Um, I hope my target, I hope my audience, excuse me, target audience, we're talking all technical and whatnot. I hope my listeners actually enjoyed this episode. And again, this, this episode was brought to you by Active Campaign, the platform that's doing it better than Salesforce for you small business, mid-side business owners. Um, you can subscribe to, subscribe to my podcast on SoundCloud coming soon on Stitcher and iTunes. I just fixed my RSS feed problem, but you can go to SoundCloud right now. It's soundcloud.com forward slash IKDS Grand Architect. That's it. Um, if you'd like to particularly reach out to Mr. Ossie Brown, Ossie, how, how would you uh, give out some information so people can reach out to you, talk to you? Yeah, absolutely. Info at Brownout Studios is a great way to email me. Info at brownoutstudios.com. That's one way to go. Okay. Um, I'm also on Facebook at uh, Brownout Studios on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Brownout Studios. And uh, let's see here, we have a YouTube page, we've got a Twitter page, so you can find us in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Website, all of that. First five people that share, like, and give us some feedback, I want you to actually reach out to Mr. Brown and tell Mr. Brown if you have any resources, if you have any connections. That, if you do that, I will give you a free coaching session for six weeks, valued at $1,000 for free. So again, let me reiterate the competition prize. For the first five people to share and give us feedback into Mr. Brown's question about meeting other business owners and giving some useful information about the di- different businesses in the Cater Pressure area. And what area do you live in again? I uh, actually am in South Jersey, but yeah, yeah, it's it's close enough. Yeah, I come to King of Pressure fairly regularly too. So okay, so King of Pressure, Philadelphia. Anybody who's reaching out, who's a part of our mastermind group. I have meetup space at WeWork on 19th and Market. We met, I just didn't post the video content yet. And I haven't posted any of the dates yet because I'm not here to tell you what to do. You're here to tell me what to do and then I'll do it. We hope that you've enjoyed this segment of the Grand Architect Wizard with Will being the third. Be on the lookout for future podcasts. And remember, you can always find us on Facebook at I Know Development Solutions.